Welcome to Eagle Clinical's Expert Update, the business of natural health. Whether you're working full-time in clinic, if it's your side hustle, or if you are thinking about starting a business in natural health, this podcast is for you. Your host, naturopath and educator, Lawrence Katsaris, will interview industry experts to share easy-to-consume expert updates. With the help of the experts, Lawrence will aim to simplify some of the more confusing questions that emerge when running a business, so you can get on with the more important things. Hi, and welcome to Eagle Clinical's Expert Update, the show that speaks to industry experts and covers various topics around the business of natural health. I'm Lawrence, your host, and today is the final part of a three-part series on navigating the regulatory landscape in complementary medicine. And today we're going to cover an area of pharmacovigilance, more specifically adverse reactions and your responsibility as a practitioner in handling them. Today we're welcoming back Sue Walt, the Senior Regulatory Affairs Manager at Integria Healthcare, who will help us navigate through this topic. Thanks for joining me again, Sue. Thanks, Lawrence. Great to be back. Can we start off by defining what pharmacovigilance is? So, very complex area of medicines, pharmacovigilance, or as we call it, PV. It's defined as the science and activity relating to detecting, assessing, understanding and preventing adverse effects and other medicine-related problems. The TGA collects and evaluates information from all around the world relating to the benefits and risks and balances out all of this information to monitor the safety where necessary and take appropriate action when needed. Within the TGA, there are different branches, including the Adverse Event and Medicine Defect section, which is part of the Pharmacovigilance and Special Access branch. This department outlines the mandatory reporting requirements and offers recommendations on pharmacovigilance best practice across industry. PV distinguishes between adverse events and adverse reactions and outlines responsibilities for practitioners and sponsors when it comes to reporting these. So it's ensuring the safety, essentially, of the ingredients. Yes. That's also somewhat links back into what we talked about in our first episode of this series about the listing of medicines as well, doesn't it? Like that's part about where the safety profile comes from, um, making sure that the ingredients included within listed medicines are safe. And pharmacovigilance is a little bit of a way of capturing that there's not something out in the market that then starts to be causing problems. Yeah, so... There's databases all around the world for monitoring adverse events and adverse reactions, and the TGA are constantly reviewing that data and seeing if there's any ingredients that are having a trending issue with regards to an adverse event or an undesirable experience associated with an ingredient. Which is why it's important that practitioners report this. Yes, yes. You've touched on something which is I'd like to dive into a little bit more now is adverse reaction and an adverse event. What's the difference between these? So an adverse event is an undesirable experience associated with the use of a medicine product in your patient, which does not necessarily have a causal relationship with the treatment. So an unintended an adverse event can therefore be an unfavorable or unintended sign where, say, for example, a patient takes a medicine and experiences nausea temporarily associated with taking that medicine, but it's not considered related directly to the medicine. So it could be that they took it on an empty stomach mm-hmm. or, you know, there's, there's an other, another underlying 
reason for them having some kind of adverse event to that particular medicine. And it, it's not to say that the medicine or the ingredients were problematic or they're experiencing a, a reaction to it. It's just that in that circumstance, it caused something that was undesirable. Yes, exactly. And an adverse reaction is when there's a harmful or unintended response to a medicine. Um, so this means that it's a, at least a reasonable possibility that the medicine caused the adverse event. A reaction in contrast to event is characterized by the fact that the sponsor of the medicine or the investigator has to investigate that and if they suspect that there's a relationship between the medicine and the reaction, they then determine whether it's a reportable action to the TGA. So to provide us with some specific examples, like I think the nausea is a really good example of an adverse event. You know, often we might see that someone's taken a supplement on an empty stomach first thing in the morning and, you know, we all know things like zinc or B vitamins might just not sit that well on an yes. empty stomach. That's an adverse event. Yes. And normally with an adverse event, you'd say, okay, well, let's look at readjusting those circumstances. Make sure you're taking that after food. As opposed to an adverse reaction, tends to be more serious in nature, would you say? Yes, so an adverse reaction would be, say, somebody having an anaphylactic reaction to mm -hmm. a medicine. So angiographus, for example. Um, there was a trend across the world with people taking angiographus with the increase of having anaphylactics with that. So upon reviewing all that data across the world, the TGA then determined that an additional warning to any products containing that ingredient was warranted for the safety of the end user. So that's why sometimes new warnings will appear on some of your labels because the data out there will suggest that we have an, a potential issue of a risk of a risk with certain people in the population. So they will then include an additional warning. Not to say that that ingredient isn't safe, because if it wasn't safe, it wouldn't be on a listable and allowable list of yeah. committed um, ingredients. But it's just there to, as we've discussed previously, the TGA is hypervigilant in, in making sure that safety is paramount. To yeah, the absolutely. Yeah. So who's responsible for reporting that adverse reaction or event then? So if as a practitioner in your clinic and if your patient presents with an adverse event or an adverse reaction, um, you should always report that back to the brand owner of that product. Um, if it's a formulated product, then the re the brand owner would then do the analysis of that and determine if a TGA reporting was required. Um, if it's a compounded formulation that you have prepared for your specifically for your patient and they have an adverse reaction to that, then the responsibility lies with the practitioner on reporting that to the TGA, mm -hmm. determining whether that does require reporting to the TGA. So I, I guess um, reporting to the TGA um, is usually if the patient has ended up being admitted into hospital or in the uh, you know, unwanted circumstance, death has occurred. So people present to an emergency department, that's not a reportable um, reaction. 
but if they were then admitted to hospital, then then it is reported. The hospital will always report as well, mm-hmm. um, but as the practitioner who prescribed that formulation, it is your duty to respond to the TGA. And there's a form that you fill out on the TGA website um, to notify the TGA of those events. In most cases, outside of the compounding, it's it's getting back to the manufacturer. Absolutely. Yeah. And then that form is completed by that manufacturer. Yeah. And so there's that information that the practitioner needs to be providing around you know time of use and first time of use, any other medications, et cetera, and that the manufacturer can walk the practitioner through completing that information for the on behalf of the practitioner essentially and then that's submitted through to the TGA. Yeah. So I guess the most important thing is that we need to know the batch number and expiry of those of the product and the Ostel number associated with that product that there may have been some kind of a an adverse event or an adverse reaction to. Mm-hmm. Um, because that will also trigger us to do an internal investigation of that product and that batch to see if there was anything untoward in, in that, that particular batch. Yeah. Now, there's also a time, you, you mentioned about hospitalisation there, um, there's also time restraints on that. Like if it is a severe reaction and that person is then um, administered to hospital, there's a time period where that needs to be submitted through to the TGA as well, doesn't it? it? It's um, it's once you become aware of, so as a, a sponsor of the medicine or the practitioner of the pres- prescribing that medicine, it's three days from being ad- advised of that event happening. So that person may have gone into hospital, and but you may not have become aware of that for a week later. Well, then you have three days once you've become aware of that to happening. To submit that information. Yeah. And we touched on this before. What then happens from there? Like that then leads to, you mentioned with andrographis around the putting a label, a warning on the label there. So this reporting and this gathering of adverse events and reactions, what wider implications or changes does that have to products or ingredients? Um, So I I guess with collecting all this data and they're, they're looking for significant trends within certain ingredients and, you know, looking at any clinical trials that may have been done on, so it's called signal detection is what the terminology is. So you're, you're reviewing all the available data across the world on any adverse reactions. Like somebody may have done a clinical trial on an, you know, a product with a particular ingredient and they found some adverse reactions within that clinical trial. So, so it's collecting all of that data, um, doing your signal detection then what the TGA do, well, they come back out to industry and they say that this is what we have found um, and they ask industry to respond on that. You know, we have you got a product with that ingredient? Have you had adverse reactions with that product? How many have you had? Um, and then all that information is then collated by the TGA. From that, they determine if they need to proceed any further or whether they think, you know, we don't think that there's a, a safety risk out there. But in most cases, they will then mandate there's a new warning required to a particular product. Um, and, and that's usually they will give you a period, a transition period to update any labels with that um, new warning. And then that's closed out from the TGA's perspective. 
And really, just it's that data collection that is why it's so important that adverse re- events or reactions are reported yeah. so that we can, I guess, as an industry, be tracking any trends that might be emerging from particular medicines. Absolutely. And we, I, there's probably several examples like herbal ingredients that we can think of over time where this has happened. Mm-hmm. So it's not to say that, as I met, we mentioned before, these are safe ingredients, but just by capturing that, that also helps provide information through to individuals where you might find that there are certain individuals that are at risk and they might be more prone to having an event from a particular ingredient and so lodging those adverse events with the manufacturer or with the tga depending on whether they were manufactured products or whether they're compounded products is critically important for practitioners to be knowing the difference between an adverse and event and reaction firstly and then making sure that that's then reported. Yeah. So. And all that information is also publicly available as well on the TGA website. You can um, search the adverse reaction database to see if products have had adverse reactions and what those reactions were. That's a really good point. And I'll include those links in the show notes because often as a practitioner, you might get someone that comes back and says, oh, I experienced these symptoms. And, you know, have you had, is that common from this or have you had that before? And as an individual practitioner, you might not have, but you can jump on the TGA website there and you can have a look at where those problems have been reported or adverse events or reactions have been reported and you can get an idea Mm. about, oh, so it turns out I hadn't seen that before, but yeah, there are some people that experience that. And then you can go about lodging that process from there. Yes. So that's really helpful. I think that's probably a great place to leave it. That helps explain the difference between adverse events and reactions and the process that we need to go through and why we need to be going through that to ensure safety of of our medicines and helps probably provide a good understanding to practitioners about the importance of lodging that information so that we can make sure that all that data is captured. So thank you so much for joining me again on the episode. It's been really beneficial for our practitioners. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I've really enjoyed it. Thanks, Sue. Thank you for listening to Eagle Clinical's Expert Update. For further information and show notes, visit the Eagle Natural Health website at eaglenaturalhealth.com.au. If you have a topic that you would like us to cover, we'd love to hear from you. You can get in touch with us on the Eagle website or message us through our social media pages. Don't forget to subscribe to keep up to date with the latest episodes.